Hello and welcome to TV Dinner, the podcast where we take three bites out of a show and tell you how it tastes. I'm your host, Kalena. I'm your other host, Sean. And this week we are watching Brooklyn Nine-Nine. So what inspired you to choose this show? Um, I've been meaning to show it to you for a while and it's pretty nice and lighthearted and I know I already like it and you get mad sometimes because I pick bad stuff because I just pick random things. <laughs> so a lot of reasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm pretty familiar with this show. Like I know character names and I know some like basics about the show and I've watched like a decent amount of clips too. Yeah, and there's a lot of um like gift sets all over like Twitter and Tumblr and everywhere of the like best moments. Oh, excuse me. That was bad. It's I okay. definitely peaked my recording audio. I can fix that. And uh, yeah, there's definitely we... like gift sets all over Twitter and Tumblr of the the best moments. Yeah, so I guess I've seen all the good shit already. Just kidding. I haven't <laughs> been paying that close attention to them. Yeah. So uh, what do you expect out of this show? I don't know. It might start good or it might be something that gets good later, but I'm imagine, I'm expecting like a, a lot of jokes, a like decent amount of like self-awareness about the fact that it's a cop show and um well, yeah. So that's the thing that makes it different from a traditional cop show and that's made it like so popular is that it's not like a gritty cop show where they're like, "Oh, we're chasing criminals." Right. Like, um, I'm sorry because I know you like cop shows, but a lot of cop shows are considered, like... Schlock. Very... Huh? Schlock. Are considered very formulaic (laughs) and not very funny. Well, yeah, no. It's definitely, um... People who tend to not like cop shows don't like it for those reasons. Mm -hmm. Or it's just, like, they kind of take themselves a little too seriously a lot. Which is also why I tend to, like quote-unquote cop shows with a twist because they put yeah. something new on it yeah um but this is uh more of a parks and rec of cop shows yeah i guess they sound pretty comparable i wonder if there's any overlap on the creatives um i wouldn't know mm-hmm. <laughs> but i could be wrong though because i haven't watched it and it's not like that show at all Yeah, it's not like, it's not the kind of show like The Office where the characters know they're being followed around. It's just more of a like, funny, you know, slice of cop life. Right, it's not a pseudo interview show. Yeah, exactly. It's like a normal show, but it's it's funnier and it's more about like, the everyday stuff rather than the dramatic stuff. Yeah. Um, so the... Uh, the only thing I really knew about this show before I started watching it was like, oh, hey, that's the Lonely, the lonely Island guy. Who's the we in that context? Huh? You said all you knew about the show before you started watching it. Before we started watching it. Did I not just say, did I not say before I started watching it? No, you said we, and I thought maybe you watched it with your dad, maybe you watched it with a friend. Oh, I definitely started watching it with my dad. Um, we watched the first season together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So oh, yeah, I watch a lot of stuff with my dad. <laughs> yeah, you probably 
You get a lot more like TV and movie watching time in than I do. Yeah. But before I watched it, I only knew the Lonely Island guy and Terry Crews. Right. Um, but now all of them are pretty much recognizable to me. I like seeing mm. them in other stuff. That dude looks so much better with short hair than he did with his like curly bro. His like long curly hair. Yeah. Agreed. But yeah, um, you're right about the self-awareness, but it's not just self-awareness of like, this is a cop show, but it's also like self-awareness in that like, we're trying to be good and inclusive, which is nice. Mm-hmm. So. Like uh, a particular like note is like Captain Holt. Yeah, definitely. And um, i pretty sure it's the very first episode that they just like the first or second episode where they just like say it mm-hmm. and it's not like a deal and that's pretty cool yeah so unless there's anything else we can just get right into it mm, no i i have surprisingly little to say like i'm just i have a lot of like um peripheral knowledge like i know a bunch of the characters like names and stuff like i know I know Jake, and I know Holt, and Rosa, and Terry plays Terry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I I know a couple of vague things, you know, that I don't, I'm not sure I want to say. Okay, well, let's get to it then. Yeah, absolutely. I'm pretty interested <laughs> in this. Bon appetit. Yeah, all right. Brooklyn Nine Nine was, um, good. Yeah, I told you. Yeah, I just you know, I mean, it's certainly head and shoulders above the average cop show. Yeah. Um. So there is no like plot to recap. Yeah, it's just three episodes of uh, Jake coming into conflict with Captain Holt. Yeah, so in the first episode, Captain Holt gets introduced as the new captain of the precinct. And in uh, every episode following, it's Jake, who is a smart, but uh, goes by his own rules detective coming up against Holt, who wants to have the best precinct. I mean, let's just say he's fucking like a, a, a immature and kind of gross. Yeah, well... Um, by follow his own rules, I don't mean, like, he's a loose cannon. I just mean, like, if someone tells him to put on a tie, he's specifically going to do everything but put on a tie normally. Yeah, he's the silly version of a loose cannon. Yeah, so in the first episode, uh, Holt is like, hey, put on a tie. And uh, he wears it around his waist, and he puts it on, but then doesn't have pants, and is just trying to be, like, a funny jackass right um so there's not a lot uh about the plots that are necessarily um like do you want to talk about any of the episode plots 
Well, so like I said, um, each episode plot is kind of like Jake being a jackass and Holt trying to teach him to not be. Yeah, th- that's why I was thinking maybe it would be better to go like character by character of the like main cast of like seven people. Yeah, so do you want to talk more about Jake or do you want to talk about him later? Uh, let's talk about Jake first. Okay, so Jake Peralta is the main character, although they're, they've all got decently split time decently jake definitely seems to take the most focus yeah it definitely focuses on jake but it's it's not like you know 15 minutes on jake five minutes on everybody else Mm -hmm. so it's a little more even yeah so jake is the show posits that he's very talented and he certainly seems to be like the show doesn't like get us like too invested in the actual mysteries it's not like oh here's the victim oh my god don't you want to solve the case dun 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 here is the drama of you solving the case oh no Uh, there's a snag you've got to do it well since you're bringing that up i'm gonna go ahead and and say like one of the that's one of the main things that makes this like not a cop show is cop shows are always like high drama and like supposed to be big mysteries Mm -hmm. and that's why they're normally hour-long episodes because they want to have a good build-up and ending to the mystery in that time right but these episodes are more about like normal cop life so like oh hey there's a kid uh smoking weed we're gonna go get him or whatever yeah and um maybe they're only half hour episodes because it's more comedy yeah maybe less so normal cop life and more like the, well, I mean, not like, it's not like dramatic. Like, not know, the procedure. High mystery stuff. It's more like, oh yeah, there's a kid tagging cab co- cop cars, like, let's get him and whatever. Yeah, it's more of like, like an it's, office drama, only it's the, like, office of cops. Yeah, it's not a, it's not about doing cop stuff. It's just about the people who happen to be cops. Right, right, right. Um... <clears throat> Okay, so the first one is about Jake just like, oh, he doesn't understand Holt at all. And then he learns that Holt uh, is gay and by the book and uh, wants to fucking do this shit perfectly. And Jake realizes that like, oh shit, everything you do is part of like, a method and is intelligent and stuff but of course he keeps going on to do like more immature things um yeah well so you're mentioning that holt is gay is not just like he's gay so he wants to be rule following which is kind of how it sounded no i mean um but the way it's presented in the show is that he's been kept from being a captain because he's openly gay right and like when the show started it's like um, oh, like, it's okay now. So, you know, they're trying to, like, hoist him up as, like, a cool dude, and he actually does want to do, like, a really good job to show that gay people can be good at their jobs. Yeah, I get, it's. I feel like he's definitely passionate about doing his work. So I, it's less that, like, he's trying to prove a point, and more is, like, he's not going to let anything, like, create, like, a... a He's not going to yeah. give the homophobes any, like, ammo to fight him with. 
Yeah, exactly. Well, and the whole thing was just that, like, because he had been kept so long because of his sexuality, he wanted to do the best job he could. Right. Um, uh, so, Jake, of course, is still not going to be fucking great about his work, because uh, he needs to learn an, a lesson every episode, so he learns about, um, you know, uh, standing firm... In episode two. Uh, Standing firm and uh, doing your work the right way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so he's certainly learning from the fucking bottom. Yeah, no, it's it's very like, um, if this was a kid's show, it would be very obvious. Mm-hmm. Like, even more so than it is. Like, you know, Jake is, is disorganized. And why is that bad, kids? Okay, and now he's gonna be organized. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like it's um, without being childish or condescending. It's, I mean, it's a funny show. Yeah, no, the show is like I said. If it was a kids' show, it would be like it would be more yeah. obvious like that. But it is uh, very much like. In the third episode, he doesn't even learn any, like, concrete police skills. It's more about, like, getting out of his own head. Right. Just fucking do the work and stop getting all caught up in, like, mistakes and shit. Right. Stop being caught up in, like, suspicion and... Or superstition and... And, like, trying to always be the best. Just, like, do your work and you can do it. When we're in the episodes, it just feels good and funny and well-paced but now that we're out of the episode and talking about it it does kind of feel like hey follow the adventures of shitty white dude as his wise black mentor puts him through the paces (laughs) yeah um so let's move on to jake's rival amy amy santiago yeah yes uh she doesn't get a lot of good stuff though in these first few episodes amy is the opposite of jake right where she is completely like she's like the nerd to jake's jock yeah she's like very uptight and very like she's already like follows the rules all the time and she might not be like as intuitively good at the job or as good at talking as jake is but she's like definitely super hardworking. Mm-hmm. and she's trying to get she's trying to beat jake uh in order to get jake's car yeah she, they're she... in a they're in like a, a a competition for the year uh slash the season yeah yeah because the the numbers whoever gets the numbers keep going up uh, across whoever the gets the most arrests is the numbers it's not just like a random number counter right so their numbers keep going <laughs> up consistently through the episodes though um yeah if you even the episodes where they don't directly reference it um anytime they show the whiteboard the numbers are going up mm-hmm. i don't know if you noticed that in the background no i to lead in episode three because episode three is all about jake's slump yeah so, who knows? Maybe they'll be tied next episode. Maybe not. Yeah, I mean, it's going to uh, jump around throughout the season. It's not going to be super important until, until like, the end of the competition is coming up. 
Right. Um, and the third episode is about how, like, Amy wants recognition. Yeah. So, um, in the first episode, when Holt first gets introduced, um, Amy is like, uh, the last captain was, you know, let you do anything. And he was just kind of drunk all the time and stupid. And I really want, uh, somebody that can be my mentor so I can be captain also. Yeah, it's kind of shitty that Holt is my, not giving her any, like, attention. Yeah, he's kind of busy, like, trying to make Jake into a decent human being. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess the implication is that he thinks Amy doesn't need his attention and that she's a fine cop, how she is. Yeah, yeah, that she's, like, already good at her job or whatever. But, um... Uh uh, it's, it's, she has to deal with some like very childish problems though yeah but also holt is very very deadpan mm -hmm. and so like anything he says especially the funny stuff is like it's really good <laughs> <laughs> he just has perfect delivery <laughs> like yeah. it, it's not that his delivery is totally flat it's just that him as a character is so like stoic you know yeah. that like when he's serious uh you believe that he's serious and when he's silly it's fucking hilarious because his voice is so serious yeah and and that's you said it right because even though he is deadpan he's not like he doesn't have like a monotone voice like you can still he still smiles and jokes around on purpose yeah, he messes around with Jake. He, he still has a personality, even though he's, like, so deadpan. Yeah. I, I I like that, even though Jake is, like, silly, that Holt can still, like, uh, fucking embarrass him and be like, alright, everybody gather around and pay attention to Jake while he fucking embarrasses himself. <laughs> yeah, it's really good. He always, Holt always finds a way to one-up Jake, and it's very good. Mm-hmm. Um... Which keeps things from feeling too unbalanced. Yeah, and, and it also keeps it from feeling like Holt is just on Jake's case all the time and more like he actually is trying to help Jake be better. Mm -hmm. It's not just like, ah, uh, Jake, you're fuck up and I hate you. It's just like, no, you're fine. You just need to chill out. <laughs> you just need to shape up. You have been you have neglected yourself and you have been neglected you need molding right um so what about uh we didn't talk that much about amy even though that was what we were supposed to be doing well we ended up talking about halt so if you want to because like amy does interact uh especially with the like girl characters so we will get around to talking more about amy i think yeah so well as far as as holtz i think we pretty much covered it there yeah so who besides jake and holt do you want to talk about next uh let's talk about terry terry i don't think get a lot has, of terry yet even though it is a comedy show i think terry is mainly comic relief <laughs> yeah 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 he he's he's just the like just the great uh, comedy stylings of Terry Crews. Yeah, um, because he's like, you know, a big buff guy. And he mm -hmm. is like, he plays up like being emotional and loving his children. And it's really cute. Yeah, he, he gets to be uh, 
I, th- I guess the whole joke around him is that he 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 is big and tough and can be scary looking, but he, he's actually just like a soft dad. And uh, yeah, that's like well, and in the first episode, it says how like he he asked to be taken out of the field when his daughters were born because he wants to be there for him, for them. Mm-hmm. And how he's afraid of like uh like dying on the job and orphaning them basically. Right, and that's like it's it's a really serious thing that kind of gets passed by as a joke, yeah. but it's still like they def- it's it's humanizing. They diffu- it's humanizing, but they diffuse how grim that sounds with jokes. Yeah, definitely, because the show I honestly I've seen the whole first season and I think part of season two and I can't think of a a moment in the show really that's like serious. Mm. That's like, this is only serious and we can't laugh. Yeah. Um, As actually I can, I take that back, but still, it's usually, it's usually dotted with humor, even if there are like serious or sad moments. Right. Like it's main focus is a comedy and a lot of its like weaknesses comes from the fact that it is treating its characters like comics, you know, like they are here to make jokes primarily and have a story secondarily. So there are, is weakness to the story that comes from it just focusing on the jokes. But like that's you know that's only a flaw in in that hey maybe that's not even what they're going for you know. Right. Right. Um, so what about, uh, Charles Boyle? Um, so Boyle is the butt monkey, which is a weird term. That's a very weird way to say that. It's a weird term. I guess it's kind of fallen out of use, but I can't think of another term for essentially the character who is... The butt of all the jokes? Yeah, yeah. He's the punching bag. He is the pushover. I think punching bag works. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's not really made fun of a lot in the show. I feel like he's made fun of by the universe rather than by the characters. Yeah, which makes it a lot more tolerable to watch. Mm -hmm. Because I honestly, like, I always get a little sad whenever I see a character overly bullied by other characters. What, like Jerry? like Jerry. I was going to say Jerry. Mm-hmm. So you prefer when somebody just has like really bad luck over somebody who gets uh, made well, fun of a lot. See, the thing is, like, Jerry did have really bad luck. So, like, there's a scene where in Brooklyn Nine-Nine where Charles drops a muffin and he's sad about it and he goes to pick it up and he hits his head and then he steps on the muffin. Right. <laughs> and it's like a funny slapstick scene. Um... And it's, there are scenes in Parks and Rec where Jerry will, like, um, you know, drop a food item or whatever. And the difference is, in the case of Charles, they're like, oh, remember, he's like, he's kind of clumsy, like, remember when he dropped his muffin? Mm -hmm. And in the case of Jerry, they're like, as soon as that happens to him, they all point and, like, literally start laughing and letting out, like, insults. There was a whole episode about Jerry dropping his food and when he bent over, accidentally, like, falling into, like, the river and injuring yeah, himself. I remember And that causing, episode. like, a whole drama and everyone rushing to his support and he eventually has to, like, admit that it was just, that he was at partial fault for it. Because he didn't want to be bullied. Oh, lordy. Yeah, but, like, yeah, that is the difference is that, like, in this show, at least as far as we've seen, 
when Charles does something embarrassing, people aren't immediately jumping to make fun of him. Yeah, and Captain Holt... People who are supposed to be his friends. Yeah, and Captain Holt at the very end even says that, like, like, like Boyle helps Terry, and Captain Holt says that, like, Boyle does not let his, like, mistakes get to him. He, like, just keeps moving on, and he just keeps putting in good work. Yeah, and so, like, we do see, like, even though he is kind of a slapstick, Mm -hmm. it's like... He, he Holt literally lays out, like, these are the good qualities of yeah. his character. Like, he might not have, like, a big triumphs, but there's this undercurrent of how he's at least recognized as a member of the group and how he is always still contributing. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is one unfortunate thing about Charles Boyle. What, is it his crush? His crush on Rosa. Uh, yeah, okay, talk to me about that. I don't think it's unfortunate that he has a crush. I just think it's unfortunate that he has a crush on Rosa. <laughs> I mean, I would have a crush on Rosa if I were him. I would too. I mean, I same. But Rosa is very obviously, like, not into him. I mean, they do occasionally throw out a sign or something from her. You know what I mean? Right, so the second episode, he gets, like, obsessed with the psychic that tells him he's never going to be loved or whatever. Mm-hmm. And and Rosa, like, tries to talk some sense into him and is like, you make your own destiny and you need to just listen to yourself or whatever. Yeah, she gets frustrated with him uh, when he starts believing in that destiny stuff and she fucking punches him. And he takes that as a good sign, but he keeps getting these, like, hot and cold signs from her throughout the whole episodes about whether... Uh, she actually likes him because he like fucks up on asking her out for him to a date because he's indecisive and she's super decisive and opinionated. Right, right. And so, well, that's what I mean about like, even though it, they're cute and they get along and she literally says in episode one, like, I like your company. Mm-hmm. Um, they're still like very different and they still like clash a lot. Yeah. So you're maybe worried about it. Yeah. You have watched more of the show than I have. What do you... Do you have any extra... Not that much more. Do you have any added insight? Um... I mean... <laughs> okay, let's do a spoiler zone then. Spoiler oh? zone, start. Okay. Okay, so at the end of season one, um, he takes a bullet for her. I see. That's very serious. Yeah, and she's like, oh shit, and um, he's like back at the precinct in season two, and he's like high from pain meds, basically, mm-hmm. and she's like, I don't want him confessing his love to me, like, I don't want to have to turn him down, mm-hmm. and he like corners her and he says, I didn't take the bullet for you, I just saw that a cop was about to get shot and I took a bullet for somebody. Mm-hmm. And she was like, oh, that's sweet and kind of a relief. And then, like, in later seasons, like, she gets a boyfriend and she comes out as bi. And they remain good friends, but I'm pretty sure they never date. Oh, I see. That's interesting. But I like that. Okay. Um, I prefer that, honestly. Yeah, I like that. Do you think that they rewrote it because they either because of like the actor's chemistry or because of their feelings about like what they were seeing. Like maybe they're like, no, let's rewrite this. We don't want to do the whole, Oh, he confesses his love type thing. And we don't want to get wrapped up in that plot. Do you think that's what happened? 
Well, I feel like the show just isn't really into, like, the let's do something, like, overly romantic stuff. Mm. And because it's not like a, a normal cup show in that respect. Anyway, let's end the spoiler zone and we can just keep talking about it vaguely. Okay. Um, it's just, I, I'm going to put it in the episode description where the spoilers are. I figured. <laughs> um, now I forget what I was saying. Uh, you were talking right. about... Hmm? Normal cop shows are very into like the drama and the romance, and I think this show is just light on it. Okay. Like, if they do have it occasionally, it's just like a light, like, oh, that's unexpectedly pleasant type moment. Yeah. Um, so, do we want to talk about the tertiary characters? Oh, I guess we should go for Rosa then, since we were just talking about her. <laughs> Rosa's just cool. She's cool and funny. Yeah, Rosa is deadpan in a very different way from Holt. Yeah, she's deadpan in the way where she's like, I don't know, has issues? Has like... <laughs> she. She's deadpan in the way that she's, like, very blunt. Right. Like, Holt is blunt, but he's also, like, willing to joke around and stuff. Mm -hmm. And um, Rosa is, like, just speaks her mind all the time and isn't afraid of intimidating people because she doesn't get intimidated. Mm. She's very, like, quote-unquote strong um and by that i mean she's just like she is kind of portrayed as like a little violent yeah but it's mostly just that like she doesn't want to be fucked with and so in that like her stereotype of a her like character archetype is like deadpan because she doesn't like joke around like the other characters do hmm. she just right. kind of says things and it's funny because of the things she says that she means yeah i i guess i would consider her like archetype to be like she's like almost the, like the embodiment of like the most direct solution to any problem right um well and that's what i mean like she doesn't really mean to joke around like the other characters do she just says things that happen to be funny because <laughs> <laughs> she's so intense yeah, but she's also very cute. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, gosh. And last but not least, Gina. Yeah, Gina, who is just seems been... to be there to fuck with people and, and hates, doesn't like being liked by Holt. And just... Gina is the non-cop. Yeah, she's Gina... like a like a secretary of sorts. Gina is crazy <laughs> so gina is supposed to be is very like um she's not as serious as everyone else because she's not a cop she's just like runs around and does what she wants mm -hmm. um and she likes messing with people but she also like like in episode two when boyle listens to the um the psychic, she's like egging him on, like, oh, obviously the psychic is just right. You're never yeah, gonna be loved. She encourages the superstition and boil fucking himself over with it. 
Yeah. Um, but she's very much like that, where she just likes to to mess with people mostly, and she hates doing her job. Oh God, she's kind of the worst. She is. She's. I feel like she is a specific archetype that is in a lot of shows like this. I was gonna say, like, I don't know what the word for this is, but she is very like, like, New Jersey, like. I don't give a fuck what you think, but like very superstitious. Do you know what I, I mean? No, I can't follow you at all here. I, I the only thing I can think of because of the psychic episode is um is Long Island Medium. Weird. But I feel like she would fit in. She's just very like like uh northeast like city person. Is that a white trash thing? I didn't want to say the words white trash, but she's very Northeast city person. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. Like, I think it might be because of her, like, superstitions and her, like, being kind of... I don't know if she's superstitious in so much as she is, like, a weird bully. Yeah. But that's, like, you know how, how some people... And also, like, I was thinking, like, Jersey Shore, how some people are like, oh, I'm not... You know, I'm not being mean, I'm being honest. And it's like, no, you're being mean. <laughs> yeah, like, very antisocial. <laughs> but she's funny about it, so it's okay. Yeah, it's fine. And as it's... long as everyone is making jokes, all of their characters are fine. Yeah, and and like any show, uh, well, I know more than you, but... I would say, like any show that goes on for longer than two seasons, each of the characters get development. Mm -hmm. They don't just stay what they are in the first few episodes. That's what I uh, understand is implied by just my, like, passive awareness of the fandom. Yeah, so even, even in the first season, Gina gets more development, but she does stay this kind of, like, kind of mean weirdo <laughs> a weird jerk you don't like her oh, i think she's funny <laughs> but you've been calling her a jerk i i don't like jake but i think he's funny <laughs> fair um i like watching the show is like i don't take it too seriously because it's all mm -hmm. comedy and it none of it feels too real because if i start thinking like oh this is real it'd be like no jake would be fired like it's not realistic yeah, so i exactly. don't worry about it so i don't care too much if a character is like a jerk or not mm -hmm. unfortunately i do think in real life jake might be somebody that i hung out with just because he's funny oh jeez. <laughs> um but yeah, I don't know. Do you I don't do you feel like getting into kind of like the heavier angle to talking about this show? Um that cops are bad. Yeah. Uh I mean Gina said it in the third episode. She said in all cases cops are the worst. Mhm. Mm but I have to wonder how sincere the show is being about that and if regardless of how sincere the show is being if what the show is doing 
necessarily just outright contradicts that or not. Well, um, I think the show is very humanizing for cops, which I'm not going to say a judgment on that because, you know, cops like all people are human. Yeah, I Um, suppose so. But in the... That's funny. I thought they were pigs. Right. (laughs) In the third episode, they're trying to get, like, troubled kids to sign up for, like, a junior cop program. Mm -hmm. And and the thing that Gina says that gets them to sign up is, like, oh, you get to carry a gun? Uh, Well, she also mentions the whole not stopping at... Or whatever. How much they make and not stopping at red lights thing. But basically, like, what she said, like, her, the way she gets these people to sign up for this program is, hey, you kids who like to break the rules, you can break the rules legally, and also you get to be violent. <laughs> Which is very unsettling and scary when you think right, about it. Right, like, I don't think the show meant it that way, but that's the way it came off. Mm-hmm. Um... I would say in most cases, uh, the show kind of, as far as I've seen, like this could be definitely different in uh, in later seasons because there are five seasons out now, right. um, and I've only seen the first all the way through. Um, so they could go more into the heavy stuff in later seasons. I understand that from what I can tell from its reputation is that they don't punch down they do have representation in their show. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they, I mean, we can see that from just these few episodes. From episode one, we've got Holt, who is black and gay. Terry's black. Santiago and um, I don't know Rosa's last name, but Amy and Rosa are Hispanic. Mm-hmm. So even though the main character is a white dude, there is diversity. Yes, like so, there is diversity. It's not punching down at anybody. It is funny, uh, but it may or may not still be glamorizing cops at the same time that it does is potentially, I hear, critiquing various institutions associated with cops uh, and corruption Mm -hmm. in the police force. Yeah. And so uh, on a similar note, one of the reasons I stopped watching Orange is the New Black is a similar reason to everybody um which is they so um one of the characters dies at the hands of one of the guards uh-huh. and so what the show makes it out to be is that the guard was undertrained which is certainly true in a lot of cases of like guards and cops in general Mm-hmm. Is that they're under-trained and under-equipped to deal with, um, you know, stressful situations that might happen. But it also, by using that plot point, skirts around the fact that in a lot of cases, that's not what happens. So in showing the cop to be like, or the guard to be like, he didn't do it on purpose, like he was under-trained, like there was nothing else he could have done. And by showing the inmates to still be mad that their friend died, it kind of shows the inmates to be, like, unreasonable a little bit. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because it's like, oh, he didn't mean it. Like, why are you mad? Like, is kind of how the show 
at least to me, feels. So Orange is the New Black tried to deal with a heavy topic and did it very bad. Okay, I thought that <laughs> you were talking about, like, oh, shows like Orange is the New Black and other shows will kill off characters and will kill off characters and will kill off their diverse characters and will kill them off for shock value, but Brooklyn Nine-Nine is a comedy and doesn't kill people off for shock value. Oh, no. My my main thing is that just, like, I, I'm... I mean, that is the thing, like, Brooklyn Nine-Nine is for comedy, and they're never gonna deal with something that heavy. Like, like, uh, <laughs> police brutality in actuality. Like, they joked about it once, but they're never gonna, it's never gonna happen. Mm-hmm. But, like, in Orange is the New Black, they tried to deal with it, and they did it bad. Mm. Alright, I think there's a lot of, like, nuance into whether or not that you can enjoy Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Uh, but uh, I would still say that... I wouldn't say that just because they don't go hard on those topics that it's unenjoyable. I mean, I think for some people it would be. Uh, so what's your rating? Um, hmm. I still think it's good. Okay. I still think that it's well made and funny and I do want to encourage people to give it a shot because I have not given it a shot for a really long time and now I really like it. <laughs> was there a reason you didn't give it a shot? Just because it was a cop show. Okay, and you hate all cop shows. I'm super not into them. <laughs> and even you like it. Um, so yeah. would you rate it a spicy since you think that people wouldn't necessarily be into it? I'm not sure. See, I'm not sure if I would go with savory just because I'm not sure I want to put any solely comedy show on a savory level. Yeah, but it's just trying to be a comedy show. Yeah. I feel like like, we need to As far as we can tell for the first, you know, few episodes and as far as I can tell for the first season, they're not like overstepping their bounds. But I feel like we gotta, like, you know, we gotta grade on a curve. We gotta eliminate our, like, biases on, like, what genres we like. Yeah. So maybe it does go up there? Up to savory? Yeah. Are you comfortable with that? I don't know. Well, like I said, you said that, you know, because it is, like, so humanizing or whatever. And when the show started, there wasn't as actually so five seasons ago like there was obviously like a huge deal with um police in america well i don't think that police in america have ever not been a problem yeah but i think um it has been coming more to light in recent years that's true so i think when the show started they weren't really in the mindset of like oh we need to be careful around this topic because there have been a lot of bad things that have been happening mm-hmm. um, so like i said there it might get weird in season five i don't know yeah but f- from what i know there hasn't been any controversy over it or any like yeah any like s- scares or massive like abandonments of the show due to like the controversy or punching down or like cheap shots so 
uh, I mean, this is the problem with just grading the first three episodes. Like, uh, <laughs> like well, I, that's, I, our, that's our burden. Like, I liked the first three episodes. I want to give it a savory and see where it goes. I want to watch more. Okay, let's settle on a savory then. All right. <laughs> um, and I assume it, you would recommend it to other people to watch. Yeah, it's 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 a, a very savory and well-made dinner that comes with some jalapeno <laughs> on the side or something. I don't know. Um, and any show that is a half hour or less is like potato chips. Like it's so easy to watch. Just do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this one has um. There's a low entry barrier, I think. Definitely. So, um, do you know what we're going to be watching next week? Oh, shit. So, uh, while you're thinking about that, I'm going to talk about our guest episodes. Uh-huh. So, uh, we may or may not have a guest episode next week. It's with our friend Vivian. Um, the sh- show that we're going to be doing, I'm pretty sure, is RuPaul's Drag Race. And it's not going to be from the very beginning. We're actually going to start at the new season, season 10. Um, I think we haven't like super talked about this, but I think for shows where the seasons are individual, it's kind of okay if we don't do the very first three episodes. Yeah. Also, I don't want to go back that far because RuPaul is hella problematic and only uh, and hasn't necessarily gotten better, but was definitely worse <laughs> back then. Oh jeez, really? Um, so at yes, really. I have watched the show for a while. So um when that guest episode comes out, um we'll just drop it. But for Sean's next pick, whether that is next week or the week after, it is. Um I'm thinking that we should watch the uh uh French flash animation cartoon Wakfu. Okay, I don't know what that is. I've never watched it, but um, it, it's a a bit of a a unique uh show. It's um, yeah. I'm glad that you're branching out more. <laughs> we'll talk uh, about it next time. Not anime. Yeah. Okay. We'll save the details for next up. Yeah. So if there's anything you want us to watch, feel free to let us know at tvdpodcast at gmail dot com. Um, hit us up on our Facebook group at TVD Podcast, or just leave us a, a review or give us a little subscribe. That would always be helpful. And Thank you all very much. Until next time. Bye. Bye.